You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Hello, hello. I'm Catherine from Live Wild Radio. I'm Winston. So this is kind of an impromptu podcast because Winston and I just started talking about just what's going on in the world today and how people are coping and and uh, we'll just carry on. But before we get on with today's conversation, uh, something we're really excited to share with you is our friend Alyssa Payne, who's been on previous episodes about van life and appeared on our episode 27 about the many faces of mental health. She's come out with a new product called the Wind Journal. We're pretty excited about it. It's not only a product to document your wins of the day. There's a Facebook community. You can share this and, and spur others on to do the same. You can follow Alyssa on Instagram. And you can see that she's all about personal growth and how to succeed. And this very simple method she's created to track your daily wins is one that's also backed by science. Essentially, not only are you achieving your goals more quickly and you're changing your outlook on life, but you actually rewire your brain to be more positive. They're offering a discount of 20% off your first order. Promo code is livewild20. Check it out in the show notes and stay tuned for our Trek Tip Tuesday on June 2nd and you can hear more about it. But um, anyways, we'll carry on. So what we were talking about, Catherine, was uh, how people deal with the, uh, we'll call it the challenges. One of the things that we both kind of came to the conclusion is that, well, there's stressful bits. We're actually both doing fairly well. And part of it was the why. Because there are people that aren't doing well. well I had my moment today. Yeah, but would the... But yes. You had your moments before this happened. <laughs> And so do I. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, I, I did still have a moment today. I don't want people to think that that. No, it's not. But yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things, um, is that that we're still human. Yeah. Right. So if if you're handling something well, it doesn't mean there's no issues. Um, you know, I find getting bummed out myself at times, but overall, you know, there's not. A ton of anxiety yeah um like for me it's more boredom than anything else you yeah. know what i mean like that the boredom leads to you know and and for me it's always one of those balancing things because i deal with depression it's like is my brain acting up or is there you know so it's having to filter through a bunch of layers so this morning i texted you mm-hmm. all those negative shit talk that i had going on in my head and I actually am like, wait a second. I'm like, this isn't accurately representing how I actually feel about my life. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was looking at it, my life from my relationship with you to my friends or to my work to my, ch- like everything. It was very negative. And I'm like, wait a second, this isn't, this isn't accurate. So I need to go back. And I actually last night did write up my schedule, wake up, have coffee, work out, go for a walk, meditate, come back, work. I had a list of my work things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mid-afternoon or mid-morning, stretch, breathe, um, do those breathing exercises. Yep. Lunch, go out. And I did quite a bit of that. And it helped. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is don't write down your negative self-talk. I realized because you were communicating it to me. Mm-hmm. But you've committed it down. Mm. Right? I, I think um, that there's probably a benefit to like uh purposefully like framing it differently 
Like if with each of those things, be objective about it, right? Frame it in a way that is not I'm useless or I'm weak or I'm the way that you did, mm-hmm. but frame it in a way, um, you know, uh, I need to be stronger. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, like I, I, last night I was needing to get it out. I was working. I was got very emotional. I actually felt it in my chest. I'm like, I need to go right, sit down and just write this out. And I did. And I did it as a way to just release it. Mm-hmm. It actually really helped. Yeah. It's just even when you're like, it's okay to write out negative emotions. Like I'm feeling X. Yeah. But not write, I'm weak. Well, I did that to share with you mm-hmm. how I was feeling and what it was with respect to whether it be you know, what's the situation? It, and it was partly um, my way of saying to you, I recognize this and I know, I didn't I, I didn't continue that point on with you, but to say, this is what's going on. I'm aware of that. It's kind of like your list or mm-hmm. when you're feeling all these things. And then you're telling me <laughs> your response was actually interesting. You're like, well, that is all true. You need to work on that stuff. It, this is where discipline equals, you know, it comes into play. Yeah didn't necessarily like the response but at the same time i didn't care i just thought i'm like i don't have time for this i need to go work out so that was my attitude <laughs> and, then, and then i asked you a question about the working out and you're like uh, um good girl get it because you knew i was doing the right thing so yeah. anyway but um yeah that was that wasn't pretty actually it could have been a shitty day well you're in charge of that yeah but it's um i think i think a lot of people are kind of experiencing these feelings. Oh yeah. For the f- not the first time, but in a long long time or or like because I think with me having gone through a change in my life, like having adversity, right? My marriage breaking down and then having to rebuild my life, there's a lot of uncertainty. You're falling out of your comfort zone, and as you were saying earlier, like life's so fast, people are just coasting, right? And often they're living in a, in an environment, a life that's tolerable. Mm-hmm. But now they've now that we're in a situation, we're enclosed. You can't just escape and do what you normally do. Which is why alcohol sales are way up. Oh yeah. You know, uh, I've refrained <laughs> from it. Me too, actually. I'm drinking less, actually. And you know, but but it is. It's one of those things where it would be so easy. Uh, to cap off every day, <laughs> um, yeah. and you know if if that's what you're doing, like I don't fault you. Yeah. Um. You know, but but again, it's one of those things of I've been down the road of not alcoholism, but you know, if you drink too much, you just feel shitty and you're fat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, whether it's a drink, whether it's a treat. You know, whatever those things are. Yeah. I've trained myself that I have to earn them. Mm. Right. So whether it's getting work done um, and like with any treat, you don't have a treat every day. You don't have a cheat meal or a cheat day every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's the idea of reframing them so they're rewards as opposed to coping mechanisms. For some reason, I'm kind of turned off wine these days, which is a little bit weird. Like, I'll have a little bit, but not as much as I used to in the past. Mm, that's healthy. It is healthy, considering what we're trying to do with staying fit and mm-hmm. 
building muscle, losing weight. It's not a bad thing. No. I'm actually craving more of the water. So <laughs> I'll take that. Which is good. But I, I, I really feel for people because, um, hey, I know what it's like, you know, when your life isn't the way you want it to be. And when you're having, t- when you're confronted with things that are not comfortable, right? And and this is coming at us. It's not even only this. It's not even like, you know, it could be finances, right? Your job, your purpose, pivoting at work, you know, technology, having to adopt new practices and skills and try new things and being creative, um, working from home in isolation if you're social, um, lack of exercise, people are probably gaining weight. If they're not moving, it's easy to get sucked into your work life, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you don't schedule that properly with breaks and exercise, et cetera. But now we got UFOs coming out, <laughs> being reported. What else is coming? It's like, this is like circus mania. <laughs> well, and I, I think... It, it all comes into... Like, seriously, UFOs? Like, now we have to start thinking about other aliens? But, and but that footage has been out for a while. <laughs> I didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, you just got to go down the conspiracy. There's yeah, rabbit, I know that. Rabbit holes more often. Um, right. Um, but I think one of the, the biggest things that, that has been helpful for me is, in a sense, my dealing with depression and my pursuits in life have trained me to handle these things better because you know obviously mental health issues are always at the the forefront of my mind there's always sort of doing the mental check-ins and it's like okay am I sad for a reason or am I you know just sad or like why is my brain you know why am I just blah today Mm -hmm. you know um because as somebody who deals with that you're always checking in anyway or you should be there's no rhyme or reason you know what i mean and so for me it's like when that's happening it's like well still got to keep going on you know because especially when a particularly dark period hits it's not that i'm particularly sad although that could happen but it's more life is just meaningless it's blah right there's no no anything wait can i ask you when you experience that do you give yourself a lot of shit talk do you say you're worthless you're useless what do you do no I used or is to. it okay because uh, that's where i go um you know but but it's not effective so <clears> i don't <throat> mm-hmm. right you're very logical well because from the standpoint i look at uh, you know and, and this is something that it took me a long time to develop but it's the oh like like literally i almost like separate a little bit you know, and take like the the thirty thousand foot view. It's like, oh, my brain's malfunctioning, right? And and it's you know whether you want to call it brain malfunctioning or whatever, it's easy to sort of frame it that way in my own head. So I treat it like, you know, your furnace not working or your fan belt slipping. Oh, I gotta fix that. So you you were diagnosed with depression. Yeah. Okay. So that's a legit illness right no where you, uh, I, I, what i'm trying to say is that that that's not always easy for people to admit to that right in your case that's a legit thing that's going on in your life whereas people who don't have it as an, an illness but they have a lot of anxi- anxiety it's just do you know what i'm it, saying it, it always comes into this whether you've been diagnosed or not if you're a human being going through stressful times yeah you're gonna have anxiety you're gonna have depression you're gonna have you know, uncertain, you know, like there's all of these things 
So whether whether you have like a biological chemical imbalance in your brain, yeah, or it's the it's situational, you know, short of medication, you know, which I never liked, you know, it, like it it sort of just completely erased my personality. So and it wasn't so severe that I needed it to regulate just to get to sort of to zero kind of thing. Um, you know, I always look at it from the standpoint that the situation you were in this morning is no different than, you know, like how it manifests or whatever it might be. Yeah. But a person who is going through inner darkness, right, whether they have like an official diagnosis or not, is going through the same shit. This morning, you were depressed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? So, obviously... It was situational mm -hmm. and you turned it around, but in the moment, it's no different than somebody who literally just has a biological issue with serotonin in their brain. Yeah, I guess I bring that up because I think it's hard. I think what people are struggling with now is that we don't really live in a society. Oh, we do now. Everybody's fucked. Like, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Typically, typically... More today, and especially now during COVID, the acceptance of mental health um, or being aware of it, that it's a real thing, is really great. People are recognizing it and people are talking about it. But I, but I do notice that when we do talk about it sometimes, people still shrug it off. And um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I, I think it's uncomfortable for people to talk about it. Well, I think, I think that's why... My life experience has kind of prepared me for these things, right? Because I was saying, dealing with depression, so, and it's something I'm fine to talk about. So, to me, there's no stigma. If I twisted my ankle, I, it's a, it's a injury. Obviously, we came to the <laughs> radical conclusion that probably all the concussions I had when I was younger certainly didn't help. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, it's the kind of thing of, if you've got like a broken bone or my fucked up elbow that I'm dealing with right now, um, hmm. I don't go, oh, no, it's nothing. I'll just shrug it off. Right. You deal with it. Mm -hmm. Mental illness, it, you know, is the same thing. You deal with it. Right. Now, the the part that I think a lot of people have a problem with is part of the way that you deal with it is talking to people about it. Right. And you do have to make yourself vulnerable and nobody likes yeah. to be vulnerable. It's um, interesting because we talk about the checklist, right? Sleep, which in truth, I wasn't getting enough sleep. It was probably six hours. Last night, I got a seven and a half. The funny thing is I don't have trouble going to sleep. When you have trouble staying asleep. Yeah. I always get up at 6 a.m. around that. So, you know, you got to go to bed at 10. Yeah, I did um, actually get up at 7.15 today, so that was good. And I, I, I felt good. It was but the first you, time. You need to stop going to bed at midnight. Yeah, I need to stop taking my phone to bed. And, and using my phone as a way to... No, that's what you read a damn book. Paper. No. You might wake up with your face like glued <laughs> into the pages with drool. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's actually a better escape. Something I usually really enjoy. So the sleep, admittedly now when I look back, wasn't good, which probably contributed to it. Food, ha I mean, honestly, um, working here at the uh, home office, I was skipping lunch. Wasn't necessary drinking enough. I have been drinking much more water the past four days now, so that's good. And have you still been intermittent fasting? 
Oh, yeah. So if you're skipping lunch, then are you just having like one meal a day? Uh, no, I'll have it later. Sorry. Uh, I'll just have it later. But I, I really, I might just have a shake. Uh, no, I did actually make a salad and chicken. That was a lot of effort. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm putting effort into this. That's good. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Right. And but if you need to meal prep on the weekend, you know, put them in Tupperware in the freezer. Yeah. I mean, I always do it for the kids. This is when it comes to yourself, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you don't have any thinking to do. You just take it out, put it in the microwave. You just do it, yeah. So, and I found too that um, the exercise was really important and the breathing, the breath work was really interesting. I want to talk about that for a second because that w- was really um, well explained in that one podcast by uh, REI has a podcast called uh, Wild Ideas, and they had a guy on there talking about breath work and how he he's not an expert, but he. Um, he certainly went through a test where they taped his mouth shut, I think, for a week or 10 days, except for when he had to eat cause, and just breathe through his nose. Actually, let me step back. He, they first took all of his blood markers beforehand, before and after. And so for 10 or 7 days, they taped his mouth shut. And then the next 7 or 10 days, they, taped, they actually plugged his nose. And at nighttime, they had him hooked up to all these monitors to... When he breathed through his mouth, he had sleep apnea, like everything, just all these health concerns arose. And he had another, there was another guy that did it and they had the exact same results. So his main message was from that study and from other experts, breathe through your nose as much as possible, breathe slowly. So the idea of the five second breath in and out. And when you breathe out, hold it for five seconds, exhale, um, Inhale, hold for five seconds, exhale, five seconds, back and forth. You can do that for five minutes. Um, That five to six breaths per minute is very healthy for you. Basically, it helps your body absorb more oxygen and um, strengthens your lungs. Your body just works at a higher efficiency. So it's really very interesting. Makes me want to take more breaks in the day to do that kind of breath work. I noticed the one day I was particularly stressed because of work and uh, I looked at my watch. I'm like, holy shit, my body stress is at 94%. (laughs) And it actually asked me when I looked at it, do you want to take a breather? I'm like, yes. So it actually took me through a whole exercise for five minutes. I couldn't do the whole thing. I was just getting bored. But it literally halved my my stress. One of the tricks when I'm done working out uh, and it's funny, it, this is one of the advantages of working out at home. Because if you're working out in the gym, then you usually go get changed. And then you go, you know, go home. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do now is when I'm done working out, I lie down on my back um, with my feet up at 90 degrees, like against the wall. Okay. So that, you know, especially if I work my legs, then they drain. Um, and... I do that slow um, patterned breathing for five minutes to downregulate my system from like an amped up state to a calm state. And it, it basically, there's a bunch of research on it. It improves your recovery. Hmm. Right. Because um, you're getting, you're switching your body from fight mode to repair mode. Um, so the breathing, very highly effective. Like even even like when you're feeling like a lot of anxiety, yeah. like you felt, 
Yeah. Like it's super, super effective to, to focus on that breathing. And I appreciate what you say now when we're rock climbing, you're like, just breathe. Yeah. Because you're, you're, it's a scary thing you're doing. Your body tenses. Right. And well, and think of it this way. Like one of the things when you're doing long breaths, they're deep breaths, right? Most people breathe, you know, very shallow. Whereas if it's long, obviously the longer you're breathing in, the more oxygen you're bringing Mm -hmm. in, right? But you're also activating your respiratory muscles. And most people, they don't get much work, right? Like for real deep breathing. Unless you, you know, if you do exercise, stuff that gets your heart rate up, you'll actually breathe heavy. Um, But most people don't do a lot of that, right? And that, that focusing on the deep breathing... Um, you know, your brain works better, your blood's more oxygenated, um, stress level and cortisol levels go down. And you actually, like your your whole respiratory mechanics, right? The diaphragm, all those little muscles in your ribs, everything actually gets fluid and gets being able to move, mm-hmm. right? And I think for a lot of people, it's all sticky because they breathe shallow. It's amazing, actually. Which is what yoga really does a large focus on. Did you know that yoga, the philosophy of yoga, is not just the exercise? Oh, it's a whole, like, quasi-religion. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Well, it's spiritual practice it's, then? It is, yeah. Well, I mean, it, they call it, I think it's eight limbs. So one of them's the, the exercise. Another is the breath. Then there's the chanting. There is the stretching. So although there's exercise, there's... Like and then if you if you watch that documentary, um, then there's the part like with every cult where the guy in charge gets to sleep with everybody. <laughs> of course, he'd bring that up. <laughs> well, but you know, hey, we, we, when we were on a walk yesterday, we walked past the Catholic church, you know, that's nearby. Don't say it. And you know, it's one of those things. That <laughs> oh, stop! It's like just oh my God. just think we're about just the children. Gonna, like, turn this off. Just think about the children. Like COVID is saving kids. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Bright sides here. <laughs> You're so inappropriate. Why is it inappropriate? That's enough. Like there's multi-million dollar lawsuits all going all over because there's thousands and thousands. Well, here's the here's the dark side of this. Domestic violence has gone up significantly. And they're noticing that calls to social workers has gone down. People aren't able to access the help that they need. And there's a lot of violence going on. So you talk about the save the children one minute, but truth, you know, just coming down to reality. I, that's, that's scary as fuck. Yeah. Like, and that, that's sort of the, the thing that we will run into with like a complex society like we have, um, that if we sort of look at things like generally most people are fairly decent. Right. You know, um, but we do have these outliers. I think there's less sort of normal street violence. You know, and, I, and I'd have to look at the statistics, but like literally every day I go walking. Um, and there's just never, anybody, never anybody out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know if there's like I've heard of like stores that are closed, people being broken into. Yeah. And things like that. So, you know, that can be a thing. Um, 
I'm specifically talking if if you. Oh, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Domestic violence. But I'm talking, you know, big picture, right? Because we we just talked about, you know, the plus side of the Catholic Church being closed. Um, You're talking the downside of. Yeah, it's like a real downer. People being, uh, essentially isolated with their abusers, and then. You know, kind of your run-of-the-mill criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, are there as many out there? Like, you know, because I'm not hearing a lot. You know, well, I'm not hearing a big ramp up in home break-ins or... Because <laughs> Everybody, everybody's, everybody's home. home. <laughs> you know, overall, because people are isolated, like, everybody's got a different story. Like even because mm-hmm. we we sat through like the Ontario Alliance of Climbers did that uh, town hall meeting yeah the online. virtual one yeah um and you know it's th- talking about like when we're gonna be able to get out climbing outside and all that kind of thing and some of the people putting it on live in downtown Toronto in high rise buildings mm-hmm. right whereas we live in a medium sized city. Yeah. Right? And while you live in an apartment, we can just walk out the door because it's not a high rise. You no. Know, um, there's there's trails nearby. There's a river. We get to go on walks regularly. It's very easy to avoid people. Everybody we run into, not into, but, you know, yeah. we pass, has the same thing. It's like we're, we're super polite Canadians. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you like me to cross the street or would you like to cross the street, you know? <laughs> And it's yeah. almost like without, and, and everybody's like sort of waving hi to each other or yelling hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super friendly. Oh, yeah. I ran ac- I ran at lunch uh, around and there's this guy and we saw him for each other. And I saw him the other day and I saw him on the second time today, like on the same route. He's like, it's so nice to see you again. <laughs> Next time I'll get his name. <laughs> I think we'll be happy. Just be looking for each other. Just, you know, for that. You're craving that social. But no, I think that's, I it's going to be an interesting thing because companies that still have people working who are working from home are going to be then more aware of the mental health of their employees right engaging with them yeah and i wonder i wonder how much of it's too it's like if you're if you're finding like it's really busy and stressful like how's your boss find it right yeah i don't know i mean she she likes being busy oh no no but that's fine but stress is stress whether it's good stress or bad stress, like I, she's I, not, she's I know. Not like uh, unless she's like some sort of superhero. Yeah, I know. There's, there's I, like being busy. I, pretty much everybody I've spoken to that's working, I'm hearing the same things. We're all exhausted. Yeah. By the end of the day, the end of the week, we are. I I almost find hard to do a five day work week with the amount of amped up, especially at the beginning of all this. Mm-hmm. It's getting better now. Um, I know there's a lot of online training right now. I can hardly get to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to really carve that in because it is important, you know, but unless it's meeting my priorities of what I'm doing today yeah. or related to that, which it's now becoming that, um, then I, to me, see online training to me feels like a bit of a luxury. I suppose, but it's one of those things where getting better at what you do isn't a luxury. It's a necessity. Like it, it's, it's just, you need yeah. to like, yeah you know, 
where you carve out the time for it, like that's take some planning. Yeah, you just gotta take bite sized chunks. Um, every day, you know. But but like it's a thing else. where where if you're now having to do presentations online rather than in person, mm-hmm. then you got to figure out how to do it, and you got to yeah. learn it, right? Well, I actually had a meeting today, and I mean, it wasn't with any video, but it was just a presentation. It was actually my very first one during all of this, and it went really well. We were going on about how the key word was discipline. You know, making sure you get away from your desk, you go take a walk, do some exercise, get some water, you know, do some breath rates. It's all about scheduling it in. For people who really want to go deep on discipline, listen to the Jocko Willink podcast. Like he's an ex-Navy SEAL commander and now he teaches leadership. So, you know, but the way I look at it, and this is sort of coming as somebody who deals with depression. If you rely on motivation, when, when I go through a bad spell, well, I have no motivation. So if I'm only relying on motivation, I'm fucked, right? But if I've made a plan and then, okay, today I'm just going to execute the plan. And whether that's a workout plan, whether that's a, a, a work plan, whatever it is. And sometimes it, it, I could wake up in the morning and have sort of like you did today. And so I will force myself just to write out a list of things to do, right? And then it's just the thing where it's like, this is where the discipline comes in. My only thing now is just I have to execute. It's like you just need to go on autopilot and do these things. Do it. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of times action is the cure for depression. Oh, you just quoted. What's his face from? Um... Oh, Patagonia? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. Oh, yeah, yeah. Avon Chouinard. You know, but, but it's that thing of like executing, right? It's like do a list and just check the goddamn list off. Yeah. You'd be amazed how good you feel at the end of the day, you know? So you touched upon motivation, and I have to admit that's often how I did shit was, and which actually what got me into exercise was, and it, it was a good approach to do what I like, right? So at that time, I was going to, I really got into yoga and I, I got really strong doing it. Um, I did it three days a week, and it was a real tough yoga class, it wasn't easy. For two and a half years consistently because I really liked it. Um, now, that's one way to start. I don't think I don't recommend that for everything at all because I think you got to do the things that you're weak at, et cetera. We talk mm-hmm. about that. Right. But to start, if you're trying to get out of a funk and you're just trying to grab onto something to get out of that hole, start with something that you like that brings you pleasure. Oh, without a doubt. It's you just- know. But my problem is often in the way I lived my life was I did the things that I enjoyed. And when it came to meeting deadlines, I needed the deadline to get my shit to start working towards it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I need to be under that little bit of pressure. Then you make that pressure for yourself. Right. You hold yourself accountable. Yeah. So now, I mean, obviously, if I do things in advance, I always feel much better about the end product. Right. You've had more time to think about it. Um, but it's interesting how you, discipline's not easy for me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be completely transparent. It's not easy transparent. for anybody. But I've never really, um. It's a skill. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. And like, cause, um, for but, the but I, but I have succeeded. Like I've done a lot of new things. Mm-hmm. But, but you've been, um, the, the concept of discipline, which sometimes means doing the shit you don't want to do now for a payoff later. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, you were resistant to it. Like when I would talk about it, 
you know, because like, what are the examples? Like what, where did you see that change? Well, you always had this, but I want to do like follow my passion. And, and you always talk about motivation, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, I'm missing motivation today. And it's like, I don't care. I don't have any motivation either. Right. Like, you know, I always sort of semi joke. If I only did what I was motivated to do, I wouldn't do anything, you know, like, which isn't entirely true, but you know, but, but I would never get anywhere because you have to keep doing it. The consistency over time of anything, right. To get good at anything, to see an improvement yeah, is discipline fills in where motivation leaves off. Right. Nobody got to be the best. And I'm not even trying to be the best at anything, but nobody got competent without discipline. You know? Yeah. Because you're just going to have days where you're like, I don't feel like it. And the person who still puts the time in, puts the work in when they don't feel like it. Yeah. So going back to how to execute on that, and you, you did you use the word planning, put a plan together and just do it. Yeah. And I think another way to look at it in the work life, which that very much is the case, plan, schedule. you got to schedule things in. you just got to do it. As much as you feel uncomfortable, you don't like it, just, just schedule it. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that works. Well, and if you think about anything. And then you just go into autopilot and you're like, hey, what's the schedule? Yeah. And then everything can be broken down into little bits. And if you break things down into smaller, manageable chunks, yeah, right. You know, it's it's my sand hill, mountain of sand analogy, right. If I gave you a wheelbarrow and a shovel and I said move that mountain of sand, it would look impossible. But if you, you know, did ten wheelbarrows today, and ten wheelbarrows tomorrow, eventually, right? Like, you know. Any one day doesn't seem like you've made a dent, but over time, you know, that consistent, you know, just putting the work in. Yeah. Um, And obviously, you know, um, precise, you know, uh, intentional planning Mm -hmm. work, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, you know, the, the closer you can get to, to, you know, intentional execution as opposed to just writing it in or phoning it in, uh, the better. But step one is just doing it, right? It's developing sort of those habits, and then over time you can improve those habits. And I think what you've always talked about in working out, but you can relate this to work, you do an exercise that's new to you, you've got newbie gains on your side. Yeah. You can improve quickly. Yeah, which I saw very quickly when I did some of those glute exercises and how strong, much stronger my glutes and my lower back was when I was deadlifting my weight. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, I'd be like super tense and needing to stretch it out after every set, you know. And I was amazed at how just a week and a half of doing that or two weeks made a huge difference. Well, take that to your work life. So now you got to learn this new program. Well, the last time you probably had to learn another new program, the first half hour, hour you did into it, you learned so much, right? New beginnings. Yeah. So you got to take that approach to new things. Well, and, and, and that's how you reframe that. Okay, new beginnings. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think a, a couple of points. Number one, because um, I, I, I talked about how sort of my life experience sort of prepared me. Part of it's just been dealing with depression. But the other part is that the things I do in my spare time, right? You know, weight training, 
um, conditioning all, you know, like exercising, you know, training, rock climbing, mountain biking, uh, you know, I've done jujitsu. Like I, throughout my life, I've done a lot of difficult things like they're physically challenging Mm -hmm. and mentally challenging. Um, you know, backpacking and, you know, I've done things that make you uncomfortable. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable, whether it's being out in shit weather or being cold um, or being tired. Because I've done these things enough, I'm comfortable in in uncomfortable situations. Um, You know, and that's physically, psychologically, whatever. And so then when you're in a situation like this, which is new, um, because I've done so many things through my life that that have been um, uncomfortable, <laughs> then dealing with something new like this, where it's like, okay, well, you know, at least in the short term, I'm eating. Um, I have, you know, I'm sleeping. I have a roof over my head. Uh, you know, there's uncertainty. But, you know, there, there's been uncertainty at other times through history, you know, in the last hundred years, right, of sort of modern society. And we've always bounced back, right? It's been different, but, yeah. you know, but, but the fact that, that I've made a habit of doing, um, you know, things that are challenging to me for, you know, effectively for fun, um, has led to a level of resilience, right? Because it's one of the things, it's like, I'm, I'm not sleeping in the cold. You know, I'm not hiking through the mountains 20 miles a day, day after day. I'm not, you know, hanging from my fingertips, wondering what I'm doing up here, you know? Like all of these more heightened things I've done, mm-hmm. like this is like, okay. We'll deal with it, you know, and and I think it's that's definitely what, a mental thing, isn't yeah. it? Like this entirely is. It's it's just I mean, yes, there's a health perspective to this, but we all know how to protect ourselves. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel bad for the people where a business owner. Who's been closed for six weeks. Mm. You know, like if you're a small shop, like if this happened to me when I own my bike shop, I'd be fucked like the suppliers still want to get paid. The landlord still wants to get paid, you know, and you're like, I, I got no money coming in, you know? So like I, I have, I have a massive empathy for, uh, the, you know, small business owners out there, you know, because you put everything of your life into it. And then it's like, now the government's telling you have to be closed and, and for good reason. But you're like, Fuck me. Like, imagine you, you, you committed to some, you know, maybe you're a seasonal, like, like a bike shop or something like that. You know, you're just about to hit into the busy season. Oh, yeah. And you're closed. You know, or, or you can only do curbside pickup or whatever. You know. And how much innovation do you think there can be from online retail or just different ways of servicing people? Do you think that's possible? Not on the small ones. Because, like... You know, like a big company, well, they've already got an online presence, mm-hmm. right? You know, a sport check or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. You know, but but a small shop, uh, 
you know, they'll have a website, but they're not set up for e-commerce. Like, think about trying to get everything you sell online. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a full-time job for people, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's people that just run the website. So then you're like, okay, well, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, if people still want to see those shops in their downtowns or in their cities. They need to support them as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what outside of physical activity also helps you? Breathing. Yeah, which we talked about. Yeah, um, mindfulness practices. So, what is? How do you define that? It it's being actually like aware of your surroundings, of your state, of your literally, it's being in the moment, right? It's it's not thinking about the future. It's not thinking of the past. It's what is right now. And how mindful would you rate yourself, generally speaking? Are you usually pretty presently oriented? Well, you tell me. Do I seem absent-minded when I'm with you? No. Like, am I here? You do seem here all the time. Yeah. Because you are here, but... (laughs) No, but you do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whereas you don't. Like, you're you're okay, but there's a lot of times where, like, you're off. You're off in your head. Usually because of work, if I'm thinking about other things. No, but that's what what I mean. You're not being mindful. That's usually why. Oh, yeah. Like, I understand... Like it's, it's something that it's taken me, it's taken me years to get to the point where I can be present when I'm with people. When you used to have the bike shop, how present were you with people? Cause I would imagine that would occupy your mind. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, and, but I got better as time went on. Yeah. But you know, it's like at one point I was running like three businesses, you know, my brain was everywhere. Mm-hmm. right and that and it's the thing it's like i didn't enjoy it you didn't enjoy it because it, it's a thing where you can't enjoy what's happening in the moment yeah because there's so many it's like you know all your all sort of the thing in the back of your head all the time is i've missed something i don't know what it is but i've missed something yeah so i find that through covid right now i, I am am challenged with that more often than i have been in the past especially with the technology that we have today people are so used to flashiness and you know quick this quick that you know that's what their their attention is really geared towards i really, you know they're scared one of the the interesting things like jordan peterson's talked about this um is with the advent of the internet like we'd think everybody's attention spans shortened right like when we've even run into this with the podcast like when we when we started it's like you were like about short 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 nobody nobody's got time you know and my argument was it's like if the content is good and i don't know if we're any good but you know but if the content's good people will listen to it and one of the interesting things he uh ran into because bandwidth like unlike television or radio where bandwidth costs a lot of money so they don't take chances with it. The internet has led to, you know, like you get things like um, Rogan with episodes that on average are two and a half hours long. And you get like hardcore history podcasts with Dan Carlin where like one topic will be 20 hours long in multiple episodes. But like, you know, his episode or his, his series on Genghis Khan, I think was like 25 hours long. And I've listened to the entire goddamn thing. Um, and, you know, you you get these, like, long-form discussions on, like, YouTube. 
like people will talk for an hour or two, right? Like in a video interview format or just discussion. And people are watching this shit, right? So, so there's definitely a appetite for more in-depth, right? So I, I think what we run into, it's, it's sort of that thing of catering to um, both two different kind of, you know, uh, uh, appetites in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like when we put out our Trek Tip Tuesdays, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, they're little snippets, yeah. Right. They're aimed at the, you know, something quick, actionable that you can put into effect. Mm-hmm. And then these are longer. Yeah. You listen. Yeah. Right. You, you're part of the conversation, even if you're not speaking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like. And then you write sometimes. All the time. You know, because it, it's one of those things where if you want to understand your thoughts. Mm hmm. Um, writing is thinking, right? Because to write anything, you got to think. Yeah. What am I writing? Yeah. Right. Same as speak, like speaking is thinking. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to sort out your ideas, like what do you think about something? Talk to somebody about it. Have a discussion about it. Right. This back and forth, and and more new ideas because you'll take a little bit from, and it's like oh, and then the person will bounce it, reflect it back on you, and you're like. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so it's a thing, both writing and speaking are really effective tools in clarifying your thought, you know, and I think a, a lot of people, again, view these not as tools of, um, uh, you know, thought, but they just, you, they're, they're they're thinking of them as utilitarian right that i'm going to write something because i want to get this point over right for work or whatever it is it's utilitarian it's just serving a purpose same thing with speaking mm-hmm. i want this person to do this thing so i'm going to speak right they're not speaking um to engage and 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 think right and whereas for me um a lot of my writing is is expressing my ideas. It's the same idea as like teaching somebody something. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to teach you something, I have it, it. It by its nature makes me understand it better, right? Because there's something that I might be able to just do, right? But if I have to teach you how to do it, I have to think about it more, right? I have to be able to break it down into the steps. Whereas, you know, with a lot of activities or a lot of things you can almost do by muscle memory, right? You're not even like, okay, wait a second, how do I do this, right? If you're going to explain it to somebody. And those are the things to me where they're tools for better understanding, right? Writing, teaching, speaking, all make me think better, if that makes any sense. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So quick thing for, because we've just been having discussion today, but for anybody at home, uh, maybe that'll be your takeaway. Um, Don't be too hard on yourself. Uh, Yeah, I think that's important. Things are always going to get better unless they're not, because that's life. We, none of us get out of it alive. Uh, Then, and and just onto that point, 
the most prudent path for you to, is to act like it's going to get better because what else do you got? <laughs> even yeah. if it doesn't get better. Yeah. Like even, you know, because it, it, it's, it's a way of just approaching life, you know, taking life on an, on its own terms. Well, this is, a, yeah, this is a time to be creative because that's what we're trying to do is problem solve here. And it's going to take that creativity. Um, so you got to find those silver linings. Why not? Like what else have you got? Yeah. No, might as well. You know, because it's not going to kill you unless it does. Yeah. Like, that's life. Yeah. Um, and, and I think to just get out of your way, like I, we were listening tonight on the podcast the or the webinar, the one guy was just saying, I just got out of my way. Although he didn't elaborate on what that meant. No, but I get it. Um, you know, if you do a lot of shit talk in your own mind, it's you that's preventing yourself from becoming who you want to be oh, or yeah. what you want to do. You got to get it out of your own way. Yeah. And you've just explained it way better than he did, you know. Um, but, but that's, that's the thing. It's like, if you can take a couple of actionable tips when you're getting stressed, stop, slow, deep breathe in through the nose, pause, long exhale, breathe deep down into your belly, right? Like feel it down, you know, feel the ribs expand slow. It'll help reset your whole nervous system. You so, want to do that for like five minutes. That will really help you. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's a number, you know, a number one thing, right? Cause it's, can be actioned anytime. Right. Um, don't take things too seriously because it, it comes in where freaking out about stuff never makes it better. So, mm. and, and in the moment of freaking out, like breathe, um, try to get some exercise in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bazillion kind of things. I'm going to put some workouts up that I don't think are stupid. Uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully people will find them useful. Um, Get fresh air. Go outside. Know, go for a walk. Like, you know. Change your environment. Um, and, and it's a thing of uh, basically look at it from the standpoint. Like, if you are, I got food and what have you tomorrow. Um, and think also one of the things too, for people that are, are potentially looking at some financial issues is start, you know, with a plan for downsizing. Yep. Right. Because that might Why be not? what you have to do. Why not? You know, like, but if you, if you sort of are, are preemptive about it. Yeah. Cause it, it basically I've, I've said this before, um, unless you're like working you know, raising a family on a minimum wage job, you know, most people, it's not an earning problem. It's a spending problem. Right. And I I will admit fully that I'm kind of a dirt bag and I live, you know, I'm comfortable sleeping in the dirt. Um, so my standards of what I'm comfortable with, uh, I don't have a car. Uh, you know, there's a number right. of things I've done to, to have a sustainable lifestyle you know but it's one of those things of you'll find you have a lot more sense of relaxation or calmness if you're not worrying about how you're going to pay your bills and I've actually been through that process of downsizing and I have to say and maybe maybe I'm just embracing the silver lining any which way I can get it because I had no choice to go through that process but by having less I actually I have less now and I feel pretty happy. 
happier than what I had before. And maybe it's because I have less complication in my life. I don't have a house that I own. I have an apartment I rent. I have more cash flow, which in these days, that's a good thing for Mm me. Um, The things that I do care about are in front of me because those are the only things I could keep. Right? So it seems like when you have less, you have, I think complication is the right word. You have less complication. You don't have to maintain things. You don't have to clean them. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, you get less junk. Yeah. And then, yeah. And it's interesting. I've, I've structured a life where I actually, now thankfully I am by trails, but I rely on those trails and the parks and the library as an extension of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I don't have an office. Right now my office is my living room, which is small and tidy and seems to work right now. Yeah. I had to actually take down my Christmas tree. Which you shouldn't have had up in March. <laughs> it's busy. I things to do. Places okay. to be. You anyway. So those, yeah, some yeah. ideas. You know. And that, and just know, like, th- this is, uh, in a, in a, like, it annoys the shit out of me, you know, the whole we're all in this together. Um, unlike certain other things that might have happened, like, if one person, you know, loses a job and financial it's like society as a whole goes oh you fucked up Mm -hmm. but with this it's like the banks are going okay we'll help you renegotiate shit right because they don't want everybody defaulting on everything yeah this is a good opportunity there's so much support you know whether it be for online learning right especially if you're not working it's a great way to occupy your mind you've got to find something you've got to find something to give you purpose to get up and go do something, whether it's a hobby or something that you want, it could turn in. You know what? My advice is follow your passion. Just do something that you love and you'd be surprised what skills that come out of that because you, you know, you want to grow it or what business opportunities could come out of it down the road. If you figured out what you love, make a plan to get better at it, you know, whatever that is. And that's where then the discipline part comes in of just execute the plan each day, like break it up so that you have something and just get your shit done. Even if it's something little, right? You'd be you'd be amazed the sense of accomplishment that comes from just, you know, steadily checking off wins. Make your bed. Yeah. You know, but, it, but it's having, and the, uh, one of the other things that, that you'll run into is that these types of things actually then start to give you a little bit of a sense of control. Like you're getting, a, you're being this like, you know, eye in the tempest of the storm. Tempest of the storm? In the eye of the hurricane, kind of, a, you know. <laughs> um, I'm mixing my metaphors here. Uh, you know, there's so much going on that you have no control over. So doing some actionable things that actually you do have control over start to give you a little bit of sense of stability, right? That you won't get... If all you're focusing on is all the shit happening around us, that that we can't do anything about anyway, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. So it, it's that kind of thing of like uh, the old saying of like think globally but act locally, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you actually have some control locally, you know. Yeah. And and in this case, locally is in your own damn house. Mm-hmm. So. That was what we were talking about tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So hope you guys are doing okay. Yeah. Stay well. And, and reach uh, out if you want people to chat with, you know. Because we, we like to chat. Well, Captain does. I'm a misanthrope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing the social. Yeah. So 
activity. You know, and yeah. But until then, we'll see you later. Good night. And uh, uh, even though it's indoors, don't forget to work hard. And play dirty.